All right, let's get this show rolling. Hit the theme song. You get it, these nuts like testicles. Ba ba ba, testicles in the mouth. Ha ha ha. I love Spencer's gifts. <laughs> Very funny. Hey, check out my ramen restaurant. Me so horny, it's hilarious shit. Hey, Mr. Beast, why did you call your milk chocolate mommy milkers too? Huh? Wouldn't that be great? Why don't you call dark chocolate black chocolate, and then you have the slogan: Once you go black, you never go back. Shit, we ended up having on this fucking meme lord website that we fucking have to suffer through. God damn it, fuck off. Hey, welcome to a podcaster on Haas. Uh, this is the show where we basically explain why Elon Musk sucks and anyone who obeys him also sucks. Uh, this week, uh, there has been a lot of shit going on because of a submarine of some kind, but all I gotta say is who fucking cares? No, no, I've just, like, like that's been the news of the fucking, like, week? Who, f- who fucking cares? The, the, it's a boat of rich kids and they're gonna get sunk. They didn't learn their lesson because they're rich assholes who didn't take safety into mind. They were warned about it, but because every rich person knows safety requires financial ability, they're just not gonna bother with that. So because of the rich people not having the security, they offer up the same shit for rich people, that security is gone, so who cares? At this rate, we might as well have a guy get shot after hunting an elephant. That would just kind of complete this trifecta of dumb shit rich people do. Anyway, where do we begin? Um, so, this week, uh, I guess Mr. Beast is in the news again. Uh, because uh, he had a Seth MacFarlane moment where someone asked him to be in the submarine, and he's like, oh, that was a close call. And it was the blue on white text, which usually means you send it to yourself, so everyone's clowning on him, and maybe rightfully so. I don't fucking know. Uh, We've already talked about fucking Mr. Beast. That was two weeks ago. Why are we still giving a shit about Jimmy Beast all of a sudden? The New York Times had an article about him. To me, I just think it's really getting a little out of hand here. Again, I don't want to keep defending Mr. Beast. I, I think it, it, it's really kind of sickening for me to do it, but I just kind of think when it comes to making fun of internet people, Jesus Christ, you guys are out of the game. I know I have been out of that game for a decade, but holy shit, your game is weak. If you're going to go after Jimmy Beast, look up his like old videos and see who he pals around with. See the anti-Semitism see the anti-gay rhetoric he used to spill, and then flash forward to when he's hanging out with Chris and go, well, what is it, Jimmy? And then you put that pressure on him. If you're actually going to play that fucking game, 
you tried to divide Chris with Jimmy. That's all you gotta fucking do. But you guys are fucking weak trolls at that shit. And also, he's already kind of went three steps ahead of you. <clears throat> anyway, I just think he's full of shit sometimes. I think if Jimmy should have just went, I was trying to make a joke, it failed, I'm sorry. Or something like that. But I think his biggest crime has to be the D's Nuts as the name of a candy bar. Weak ass trolling shit. Get your little meme catalog. I can has cheeseburger. Is that what's coming up next? What what lines are we gonna take? Shoop the whoop. We're gonna do shoop the whoop next. What what, what kind of old fucking memes are we hanging out with, Jimmy? Jimmy memes, everybody. Let's let's do the old memey guys. Hey, you're the man now, dog. We're doing hot dogs. You're the man now, hot dogs. It reminds me of like all the, these like modern gaming YouTubers. I mean like every single time someone gets popular, they knock down the podium. That always fucking happens. Like PewDiePie, it happened like four times. The Paul brothers, it happens. It, it's like a daily occurrence with like whoever's at the tip, who is the character of the day on YouTube. Um, I'm not there to play that game. I'm just saying, boy, I'm glad I'm not in that game anymore uh, but what it, it sounds to me is just a, a g gasping of straws here like here's a guy who's like I, I just want to help people and then get publicity help people get publicity throw money to help people out and get publicity and now the publicity is reversing if you really want to melt down May the guy you just gotta hit it where it hurts. His YouTube videos, his chocolate bars, burgers, everything. Anything he puts his face on. If, it, if you really wanna go into me, I will just say that a lot of the sponsors of his videos are really shit app games. Have you ever noticed how Mr. Beast makes money is through app games most of the time? And then he gets his dipshit friends to do videos. Apparently they get paid, allegedly, but then they also participate in the challenge videos as well. So it's a little confusing. So who's making the money off the, hey, go to this app and then put Mr. Beast and you'll get 5,000 codes, the Raid Shadow Legends. Or let's be real here, a good chunk of the app games that Mr. Beast promotes are the kind of games that are supposed to break your phone so they can mine for crypto. These are crypto miner games. But it doesn't fucking matter because these are games that also have ads and those ads get supported and they make money off that. So it's like an ad Ouroboros. I'm kind of glad, however, that Mr. Beast has other places like Honey and TurboTax and those things are actually worthwhile sponsors. Pringles and Cheez-Its are worthwhile sponsors. The fact he has his own chocolate bars and hamburger restaurants there, ghost kitchens that sometimes burn its like cooks tells you everything. Personally, I would rather he just keep promoting his merch, the chocolate bars, and even this burger thing he no longer wants to be a part of. Because a lot of the sponsors kind of sus. 
Do people say sus anymore? Oh, who gives a shit? We're still saying D's nuts in 2023. So who cares about the age of fucking memes and lines like sus? Oh, that's a that's all that in a bag of potato chips. Thebomb.com. I'm gonna go hang out with Maddox and the best page in the universe. Anyone else wanna hang out and we'll go over and watch Homestar Runner cartoons again? That'd be great. Newgrounds, let's blam it up. Anyway, uh, I, I think he, there's better things to make fun of Jimmy for than what the hell's going on. I think it's just funnier to make fun of the shitty submarine. I think that submarine tour would be a sponsor on new Twitter. That 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 shit submarine would definitely be an ad that Elon Musk would take money for. And then you would have all these bots to pay eight bucks a month for going, yeah, it's safe. Were you offended? And then of course a sex bot would show up with like nine names going, hey, what's up, honey? XXX. Because that's the way Twitter works these days. Anyway, historical bars are pretty good. Feastables, they're yum. Uh, but I just... I don't know. I just can't get into modern YouTube gaming channels. I don't know if it's just me being a, a G4 guy and being old-timey like this. I know some. Like Angry Video Gamer. I, I, I bullshitted about James for about 15 years at this point. We've, we've ran through internet angry reviewers a decade ago. Anyway, <clears throat> let's go rewind back to 2011 and let's go back to old busy street bullshit because that's what you want. Here we go. Let's rewind to Edgelordville. I want some edgy music. So edgy copyright free music. Let's go to YouTube. Let's get some, let's do some YouTube library music. There we go. Let's get some, some like metal guitar music. Because we want to get into the angry reviewer spiel before we get to the YouTuber spiel. All right. So let's get into, uh, not sound effects. Uh, let's get some metal, like some metal music. Like, there we go. This sounds like the Home Depot song. I feel like I'm gonna do some Home Depot remodeling. You can see the riding on the pavement. Oh god, that's horrible. <laughs> I like it. Oh. Okay, so Angry Reviewers, a decade ago, was my first target in terms of internet lane. Well, not the first ever target, but it's been the one I got most variety for. The reason being, most internet reviewers aren't there to review. They're not even good critics. They are entertainers. They don't actually speak truth to whatever the fuck they're watching. Usually it's some sort of weird nitpick and then they overreact about the nitpick and they have a character. So here's the thing, when they review something and then you, like any sort of actual criticism, you press just a little bit on that shit, you go, well, wait a minute, no, actually, the, the, this scene happened, or, well, actually, if you think about it, uh, you know, uh, CinemaSense, this actually happened, 
you get the weirdest fans coming to their assistance and go, well, you don't like it, don't watch it. That's just to entertain. That blah, 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 cry baby shit. And I sit there and I go, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me if I don't like something, I don't need to watch it. Well, then why the fuck do these angry reviewers have to watch this horrible shit in the first place then? And then they flip their lids. And then they make a really shitty movie like Kick-Assia or Suburban Nights. And then you sit there and watch it and go, who the fuck is this for? Who the fuck would enjoy this? And then they're saying, well, it's for me. I'm the fan. This is fan service. But I'm looking at what's happened six years, seven years after the fact. And it sounds to me like everybody was fucking miserable and didn't really want to do it. And they weren't really paid and if, and if it was to for you, you weren't really there for them. They were kind of there for, like, the two main acts. You were there for Spoonie or Nostalgia Crick. You weren't fucking there for the comic book guy or that anime reviewer person. You didn't give a shit. You wanted to have, oh, my God, here is the fucking Blinky the Three-Eyed Fish thing from The Simpsons. That's a reference. Yeah. <clears throat> So most internet reviewers weren't actually reviewers. And that actually sort of happened even with Red Letter Media earlier in the years when she, when they did the Mr. Plinkett Star Wars review. I remember, oh, you have to check out this episode one review. And here is Mr. Plinkett, all oh, Star Wars, George Lucas ruled everything. It's the same shitty nerd opinion that you hear time and time again. And the only problem was this was at early years of Jay and Mike. So they were still very naive to the exciting world of entertainment. And only, only a few years later when they would do half in the bag, would they change their tune into just being, oh, this is just capitalism and Hollywood doing bullshitty things because they need to make money instead of actually entertain people to make the money. Oh, okay. This is just IP copyright safety. Oh, okay. So none of this shit matters. So why should we give a shit? And then they turn into just, we shouldn't give a shit. So let's just poke fun at the bear. So what you've seen was since the rise of the angry reviewer, they kind of moved on. They don't fucking do the, oh my God, what the shit? What the fuck? Oh God, I can't believe I have to play this bad game. They're fucking so hard. Oh, Elden Ring is difficult. Oh, shitty fucking, shitty fucking, fucking shit. So what we end up having is these people moved on, they matured, and they realized, wait, if I'm known for talking comic books, I could talk about comic books I like. Hey, wait a minute, if I like anime, I could recommend great anime. Hey, wait a minute, I could actually not do uh, the nostalgia chick gimmick and actually go into the exciting world of video essays. So now we're in the video essay land where there's Three solid hours of people talking about something they're interested in. And some people sit through the full three hours. Some people sit through the full three hours. I'm not one of them. Uh, I will be honest. I pause. I take breaks. I go to the bathroom. I check Twitter. I eat food. 
Then I watch while eating the food. I forget half the shit that, that's been said, but I recall watching it and we've moved on from that. Now there's the ways of like contrapoints and the ways of philosophy tube that take philosophy lessons that they've had in college and they add it to the kind of things that we end up having today. So now it brings a conversation. Now it's not just, well, wh why does this movie suck? It's, well, why do people think this movie sucks? And what are the sort of ways people overreact on the internet? And it becomes a deconstruction. And that becomes a meta-commentary on the way we handle the internet. So you're following me right now? We, we, so... We've gone through the world of angry reviewers and the world of video essayists, and now there is this sort of lull period. And that's where we get the days of screw attack and the top 10 boobies in gaming. And then it's sort of when you get meta commentary, you kind of get people going, wait a minute, talking about boobies is kind of weird. Because then you come across as like a horny pervert and it's like weird. And not in like a good way where you're just like, I, yay, women's rights to show boob. It just, I'm a horny asshole. Spike TV, TV for men. That man show, but without the irony, the kind of thing that makes you want to sign up for Adam Carolla and Jay Leno's rock and roll fantasy cap, but for stand up comedy. So what happens is, oh, I forgot we have music. Uh, fuck. Oh, let's get the music going. <clears throat> so what happens is you get the meta commentary, you get the angry reviewers, and then what happens is you get someone who makes a feminist video about video games. And that becomes the trolls versus women in games and then everyone flips their shit about Anita Sarkeesian. The same way I used to get angry at fucking internet reviewers in a really shitty embarrassing way, mind you. I will say it. The shit I said is embarrassing. So if I'm saying what I said is embarrassing, imagine four to five times worse with some of these dipshits. And what you've created is a culture war. And what's happened is now this sort of culture war angry thing of Gamergate. Yes, we're talking Gamergate a bit today. Catch up, we're catching up, okay? Follow the catch up. So then Gamergate hits. And oh my god, SJWs, they're so offended about everything. Ugh. Flash forward to like 2023 and oh my god, there's tits in the New York public. Oh my god, boobs. Back to Gamergate. They want to take away your booby games. They want to, they want you to not see the boobies. They're saying the, the feminists, you gotta do the thing. Flash for 2023. Well, this is a radical feminist and they don't like trans people, so I guess they're okay with me. Because they're baby brain dipshits. <clears throat> anyway, Gamergate proved how stupid people can be. Because all you have to do is pick an imaginary target, victimize them to the point of no return, get angry about them, and then you, because 
apparently these people ran over your child or something like it's that level of bad you call them up and find out where they live and harass them why because they did something you didn't like what dumb shits anyway because this ended up giving people power and subscribers and eventually they get banned from twitter and youtube so they end up going to conservative alternatives like gab in mines uh they they just want to hang out with jordan peterson that's basically what i'm trying to get at um they go into the conservative political sphere because essentially that's no different than what they've been doing so what you hear is the same shit that happens on the Daily Wire. So then you hear it, Ben Shapiro say that shit or Charlie Kirk say that shit. And then it gets echoed to whatever cornering says or whatever uh, the fucking reverse flash says or whatever, um, what's his fucking name? The, the rant sona with the, with the, the, the skull, the skull trumpet guy. Guy, the guy who looks like the skull trumpet meme. You know what I'm talking about. Point is that they then echo the same shit. And then they have the nerve to say, you live in the echo chamber, snowflake. Because they all live in hypocrisy. I'm not trying to point at the hypocrisy here. I'm merely pointing out that they are dumb shits that aren't aware of what the fuck they're saying. They just want to sound smart. They all want to sound this sort of intelligent thing because they're trying to emulate the angry reviewer character from the very fucking beginning of this episode. These people are just angry reviewers, but instead of movies and TV shows, it's some sort of weird microaggression of the week. Ugh, Bud Light. Ugh, Pride Parades. Ugh, BET. And then they'll say the same four shitty things. Well, where's the straight parade? Where's the whites entertainment television? The kind of shit that you just kind of go, oh my God. We are living in a, in a weird time loop where we hear that same shitty joke over and over again. The same kind of shitty joke like, these nuts! These nuts! That's the kind of dumb fucking jokes. That's what you did, Jimmy. You enable these some bitches to say these stupid jokes. And are they jokes? Well, some of them will say so, but others don't. They really think there should be a white entertainment channel. And can you differentiate between the two? No, you fucking can't. Because they have the same user base and they need the same audience so they can make the fucking money. Because that's all it's about. To get the fame and get the fucking money. No one listens to this podcast. I'm fucking aware of that. But what I need to tell you is that because of these dipshit people, we end up in this weird world where every little thing that you do on the internet is going to be nitpicked and criticized if you have any sort of microcosm of an audience. So... Hey, you're Mr. Beast. You throw hundreds of thousand dollars to sick kids. 
Well, why isn't it my sick kid? Why isn't it the veterans? Why isn't it the troops? Why are you doing this if it's this? Why is that? Hey, you're a woman on the internet with opinion about video games. Guess who disagrees with you, regardless of whatever the fuck you say? Did you say the same dipshits? Because you'd be fucking right. Hey, I like Legend of Zelda. Well, no you fucking don't, you fake geek girl. No you fucking don't till you beat the game. How do you know it's even good? Did you even play Breath of the Wild? Do you even own a Switch? They've heard it all before. They're most likely used to it. It still stings a little. That's the kind of shit the internet has dealt with. Here's the problem, though. And here's where we're leaning towards. We are now in this broken world of internet. It's a broken fucking web. That's the episode. It's going to be called Broken Web. <clears throat> where... They want that social media. They want you to review a video game. They want you to talk about your movie. Now you could talk about it in a authentic, smart way. I didn't care for the flash. I think the CGI was a little lacking. Ezra Miller's a bit problematic nowadays, so it's kind of hard to sit and watch this that happens. It's hard to separate the art from an artist. That's just my opinion. No! Flash is the worst fucking movie ever! Worst DC movie of all time. I will never see Blue Beetle, but I will say the Blue Beetle movie is the worst DC movie of all time. Actually, no, it's going to be Aquaman because of... Uh, uh, Jason Momoa is barely in it. It's all about Amber Heard. We got to talk about Johnny Depp again. Same old shit. Same old story. Or The Flash is the best movie ever because I saw the fucking Batman and I know Batman. Yay, Batman! It's okay to be neutral. Most fucking movies are mediocre. Most movies, three out of five. They're mid. Everything is mid these days. I don't know if you know this. What I'm trying to say here is why? See, you want to give, they want you to give your opinion. Why? So then someone can bitch at you for it. Why? Because that's an engagement. Why? Because then they could sell an ad. Why? Because then these social media people can make money. This is not 2010 anymore. This is not even 2016 anymore. This is 2023. We're seven years post gamering, eh? I'm 13 years past my prime of mocking internet reviewers. Yet everyone thinks we gotta go back to that time. You can't, it's a busted web. Most Twitch streamers get zero views. Most podcasts, barely any listeners of mine included. What you're seeing is people with TV degrees trying to get into the internet world. And what you see is things like G4 show up. You see things like Kick show up. 
and then here's a hundred billion dollars, XQC. Why? Because it's all about aspirations. This will be the thing that breaks. This will be the thing that makes money. Newsflash, folks. You can't really make money on the fucking internet. I am surprised Rooster Teeth staying afloat at this moment. The, the big news of the week is the Smosh Brothers have bought Smosh again. I don't know their names. I don't even know if they're brothers. I just call them the Smosh Brothers. And I'm supposed to be celebrating the Smosh Brothers bought back Smosh? Why? I recall their, oh guys, I believe it's Smosh. I, I just don't have it in me anymore. I want to try other creative endeavors. You said that shit to me six years ago. Now you bought back Smosh. What fucking changed, assholes? Why you fucking leave only to show up again? Oh, guys, it's just don't have it in me because I just can't handle all the pro. No, you're back because you knew that was the only claim to fame and it's the only way you make fucking money, you assholes. You have a successful media empire with this. Stick with it. You just have to say that. Oh, the last thing failed. Here's the thing that works. We'll go back to the thing that works. Makes sense to me. Hey, why am I going back to game shows, I suppose? When I said I wanted to be done with it. Glad you asked. So I don't feel like a fucking hypocrite saying this to Smosh Brothers and doing it myself. Because I forgot. Tr truthfully, I forgot. Um, I don't have much time to do much podcasting. Obviously, a little bit stressed out with IRL things. You can't blame me. That's why I can scream right now instead of waking up anybody in this house. Maybe the neighbors. But when you, when you see, when I, I did game shows, I suppose I did all these archival things. I, there was like so many game shows on the radar I missed. And I went, wait, I missed that show. Oh, I missed that show. Oh, I didn't talk about that show. And then I realized I don't have much to talk about those shows. Is there a way I could just combine those and have like five to 15 minutes on each of these shows and just upload those? Will people listen to them? Probably not. So I went with that. So I basically went with something that accommodates me in the current climate as well as something that fixes a problem I had, which is unfinished business in terms of talking game shows. So, hey, if I have 20 minutes to spare, I could talk about a game show in that 20 minutes and then go to bed. Hey, if I have 15 minutes here, I could talk about this game show and it'll be okay. So, I basically accommodated both efforts. I make this podcast because there's non-game show things I'd like to talk about, mostly internet bullshit, like what's going on now. Do I make money off game shows, I suppose? No. Do I have any ads? Hopefully not. If you're hearing the podcast with ads, 
please let me know. It's an illegal stream. I don't make money. Spotify doesn't even give me a check. The only way I make money is through Patreon. The only way I get money is from donations on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jordan Huss. That's your call to action. See, I called it, and then you go to Patreon, then you throw money, and then nothing. I really don't have anything for you. So that's what's going on. I think Smosh Brothers buying Smosh is a smart idea, but I thought they've always bought it. I don't recall them leaving, but I remember a video where they said they're leaving, and that was a big deal. Do they own the Try Guys by any chance? I forgot if the Try Guys got bought by them or not. What, happened, what happens to Good Mythical Morning? Here's what I'm trying to get out of here is internet bullshit is internet bullshit. <clears throat> so. The internet is not profitable. It's a volatile market. That was the big talking point last week when we were talking kick. And that's the same way of gaming channels. I think the big problem is a lot of people have this idea of what a gaming channel could be and is. Recently, on Jeff Gerstmann's podcast, because I'm an old-timer and I respect Jeff Gerstmann's opinion. I've been a longtime supporter of GameSpot and Giant Bomb, and I'm riding with Jeff. And Jeff had this really eloquent thought about the way game journalism was handled. Back then, he was fired from GameSpot because he gave Kim and Lynch a low grade and got fired, and that caused a disruption with GameSpot. Whole other story of how Gi Giant Bomb got created. There was a preview team and then a review team. Review team never talked to the publishers or anything. The preview team talked to the PR people, hung out at all the parties to try and curry favors to get advanced copies and to talk good stuff about your games because that's how they made money. <laughs> So they would set it up only for Jeff to knock him down, and it was a symbiotic relationship. That was basically what Jeff was saying, but that can't happen anymore, was Jeff's thought, because most YouTubers on the internet, and I will say Mr. Beast as well, get paid to buy the game studios to do a stream. Maybe they get an advanced copy of a video game. Maybe let's just say the AEW game comes out and a wrestling streamer plays it. And they're going to say it's a great game. Even if the game might just be adequate or okay. That's where we're at right now. You have a lot of these um, people who do uh, game videos. I think Completionist might be doing this too. He, I think he might be starting a game studio soon. Because the same reason that, um, what is, what's his face? The, uh, what's his face? Dunky. Dunky. Dunky is doing a game studio. They're all doing game studios now. Well, why? Why are they doing games? You used to do YouTube videos. Now you're doing game studios? Why are you doing that? First of all, you can do both. I, I, I'm not trying to dismiss them. You can do both. They're both alternate 
creative outlets. One is a video concept. You do a video and an audio and you mix two together and you make content on the internet, which hopefully gets sponsors, which hopefully gets views, which hopefully makes money. Game is a lot of coding, a lot of art design, a lot of audio, visual, all that good stuff mixed together, controllability, hopefully QA testing in a little package that you didn't sell and unless it's an always on game it's a one and done deal and you get your 20 to 60 bucks and you call it a day it's no different than making an indie movie in my opinion even though there's probably game developers and indie people going no it's not the same it's not the same making a game is not like making a movie I think so why most indie studios come from a thought of a collaborative art of what they want to do with the littlest of budgets and the littlest of PR. How many indie movies get the traction, the word of mouth of Hollywood to get the acclaim it does? How many indie games get that sort of recognition? Rarely, if ever. Every so often they'll be in Among Us. Every so often there will be a uh, uh, the a Hades from Super or a Super Giant kind of game, and and everyone talks about it. There's a Vampire Survivors, but that's not that often. And most YouTubers they don't care. What makes them the money is the AAA games, because then the sponsors like EA can throw money. So when you see most gaming YouTubers, they're going to be playing Minecraft because they could get money off Minecraft. It's the most popular game, apparently. Sometimes Fortnite, sometimes Apex. But mostly, let's be honest here, Minecraft. I... I'm going to let you guys in on a secret now. This, please, please bear with me on this. <clears throat> I have bought Minecraft three times. I have bought it on a Windows uh, XP computer when it first came out. I bought a copy of Minecraft. I have played the console edition on Xbox One, not Xbox Series X, the One Edition. And I have it installed on my computer. I can't get into Minecraft. I just can't. I understand the appeal of Minecraft. It's like a a weird, like, terraria. It's this, like, sandbox that you can build whatever you want, but at the same time you visit our people's worlds. And you can go to dungeons, you can create farms, you can build houses, you can do all sorts of weird shit in the game. Because these Minecraft are kind of like little Legos. But I hate the look. I hate the blocky heads. I don't like the creeper. I don't like most of Minecraft. So when I try to like figure out what's the appeal of Minecraft, besides it just looking like Lego, you go to YouTube, right? Because I don't care for Minecraft. I, trust me, I fucking tried 
for 10 years to get into Minecraft. It's a successful game. I will accomplish, like, hey, great game. Like League of Legends, great game. Can't get into it. Sorry. I like Arcane. Fucking can't play the game. So you try and look at the YouTube videos. You look at Yogg's cast. And then you look at, and by the way, Yogg's cast has their own indie game. Uh, check it out. Uh, it is called Glup Glup, I think. What's it called? What's their, uh, they, ready, set, glurp? Oh, uh, drink some glurp. Drink some, drink some glurp. It's like a couch co-op game. It's very fun. Again, that's why I'm saying YouTubers going into indie games, good idea. I mean, like, even user words was from the Happy Game Nerd, I think. Or, no, Rental Floss. Rental Floss did that. Um, so a lot of these YouTubers are doing the thing. Anyway. <sighs> here's where I'm getting at. Indie games, tough to do. Minecraft, most popular game. I can't watch these YouTube videos. Why? They're doing the shit I'm doing right now. They are screaming in a microphone. And then it's like air horn, raid siren, blurp. It is like, um, what's the best way to describe it? Here's what it sounds like. Here's what most YouTube sounds like. It just gets so annoying. It's Mr. Beast Gaming does that too. I should point that out. Jimmy Beast, your videos are obnoxious, but that's what sells. You got to go What's up, guys? Hey, I'm Grump. I'm not so Grump. We are the Game Grumps, and we're just gonna be over the top. This is what we have to. We have to always on because this is all we have to do. Because our peerless kids will have to be hyperactive like kids. Whoa! We have to feel like we inject a chief fuel in our asses. It's really shit. Anyway, indie games barely get the coverage. Most AAA games get the coverage. Most indie games will never get the coverage unless they are created by a YouTuber. That was where I was getting at. So here's where I'm leaning towards. What Jeff Gersman says is basically, YouTubers will not give a fair review to video games because they are beholden to these people to give them sponsorship deals. So you're not really gonna hear them say anything terrible about the game till a little after effect in jest. And he makes sense. Rooster Teeth tried to knock him down to peg after a sponsored stream for Fallout 4. Do you remember Fallout 4? Does anybody remember Fallout 4 other than the Monster Factory video? It is not a good game. Personally, that's why I always enjoy Jeff. Then you have people like uh, 
the Jimquisition and Stephanie Sterling. And yes, they're a rant and they keep ranting every week and it's mostly the same tropes. Wow, developers are fucking over their workers, the publishers fucking over consumers. The consumers are childish, immature brats who don't know what they're talking about. It's the same circle. What I'm getting at here is do we need a Metacritic? Do we need review scores? Do we need criticism these days? Here's here's my defense here, ready? Here's where I'm coming from. And this is gonna be crazy. What if we just get rid of comment sections? Comments do fucking nothing to add to the videos. They're supposed to be reviews. What if we get rid of the Steam reviews? Get rid of reviews altogether. I know what you're saying. Whoa, 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 whoa. What if they're fucking you over? You need the warning sign. You need warnings that people are fucking us over. We need we need some real reviews to warn if the bad shit happens. We need actual criticism to stop consumers from buying things that could be bad for you. Yes, I agree. Too bad that doesn't happen anymore. Because you have fucking YouTubers selling the shit for money right this very second. Uh, guys, we have to make sure that this is legit and not a fraud. Doesn't fucking matter. People are needing money right now, so they're gonna fucking sell whatever the fuck they want, including bullshit crypto wallets to make money. They don't care. I know you care. You don't want the shit game that's busted and broken and waste money. I get it. You don't want to spend money on a movie that's shit. I get it. But guess what? It doesn't fucking matter anymore. None of it fucking matters anymore. People will hate any fucking movie. They will like any fucking movie. They will hate any fucking game and like any fucking game. They don't care. Bad Rats, I'm sure someone fucking loves it in an unironic way. What we need to is just get rid of comments and just start, you know, going back to Newgrounds and just blaming everything that's shit. If we're going back to the 90s and D's nuts, the D's nuts, why don't we just go back to Newgrounds and if a YouTube video fucking sucks, you just delete it. Oh, but what about the archive? What is that? No, no, no. If it's shit, just get rid of it. Because then you could get rid of Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber, he sucks. So Justin Bieber, he sucks. He sucks. K-pop is doo-doo. K-pop is doo-doo. I'm a 12-year-old boy. I don't like what little girls like. They like the BTS. Well, I think it's dookie. I like, I like Power Rangers. Boo, boo, boo. I want more PewDiePie. Eat shit and die. 
that's how I feel about most children. No, <laughs> no, just commentary in general. Just get rid of comment sections and then blame things that are, that are terrible. Like that's it. Also, get rid of both social media would also be a good thing. Get rid of Twitter, Facebook, all of that. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> Even if Elon Musk implodes Twitter, it's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> we are fucked. Anyway. What I want to just end on here is... Video games are fun, and movies are fun. No difference there. Sometimes there's things I don't... I like Minecraft. Not interested in it. There's a whole community who are interested in it. And a whole common, like, YouTube channels of annoying people who I will never enjoy. And that's okay. But it's mostly appealing to lowest common denominator children. And guess what's happening? The empathy of children is what is aiding everything. I think the problem is that explain like I'm five Reddit thing has now become the commonality. And the internet, as low tax, rest in piss, once said, somethingawful.com, the internet makes you stupid. It really does. So, you could be the expert at anything, and a dipshit will have the same level playing field as you. You could be a knowledgeable critic about movies. Doesn't fucking matter. Because this dipshit in the fedora is going, Ah, dookie, shit fuck! That is common with everything right now. So it doesn't matter. Get rid of reviews. Just get rid of them in general. I know that gets rid of like 90% of game journalists. Doesn't matter. Get rid of it. Get rid of it even on YouTube. Not in a don't yuck my yum situation. Just, hey, if you have any opinion whatsoever, get rid of it. Let's stop police this shit. If you have any opinion whatsoever, get off the fucking internet. The Amazon.com review section, get rid of it. Everything is five stars great or one star great. Doesn't fucking matter if it's a four out of five. Shout out to the four out of fives of the world. Shout outs to the three out of fives. You're trying. You're authentic. And I appreciate the three out of fives and four out of fives. But it doesn't fucking matter. We're a broken fucking internet. Whatever you say or do doesn't fucking matter. None of it fucking matters. We have people trying to scam the system to sell bootleg Bart Simpson t-shirts again. We have streaming services getting rid of stuff, causing people to try and figure out what the fuck a flex server is. We have the writer's strike happening right now because AI is being used in weird ways like the fucking the, I, I, I couldn't watch Secret Invasion I have Disney Plus Secret Invasion oh boy Samuel L. Jackson 
did you see the intro? It's made out of AI. It is the ugliest thing I have seen. I am not joking. It has to be the ugliest intro for anything I have ever seen. You could have just had close-ups of like files and cork boards and like red string. You could have had like Apache click cases open and shut. You could have a photo of Chris Evans. Chris Evans. And instead you get this really ugly fake animated thing with a very ugly looking kind of Samuel L. Jackson, but not necessarily Samuel L. Jackson. It just is disgusting as shit. And then you wonder, why is the writer's strike striking? Oh, because the streaming is the future and this is what we get. But the same streaming services are fighting against YouTube. And what's on YouTube right now is the same bullshit I've been ranting about for almost an hour. Yes, there's Mr. Beast videos, and but they suck as Mr. Beast is uh, an asshole or something. But under the same breath, we'll just kindly enable the Daily Wire YouTube videos. The sensationalist garbage that is brought out every day by people just like me sitting in their bedrooms just screaming absolutely nothing in gibberish. Thinking they know more than scientists, more than experts, more than researchers. I don't know in everything. I am not an expert by any means. What I do know, however, is the internet is very finicky. It's a very volatile market. And only so often do you get the people be the Toby Turners of the world. And then what is Toby Turner doing? He's a fucking conservative grifter now. Ew, trans people, go wiki. Eat shit, you were the kid who was playing fucking Happy Wheels a decade ago. Way to follow the trend, dipshit. People mature, people grow up. The only problem is if they grow up on an internet that doesn't grow up with them, you end up with the weirdest shit out there. Going back to the Jimmy Beast. Yes, the D's nuts is very childish, very immature, and it's gonna be the same joke we'll say throughout this entire episode. But I think he has matured, he has grown. I think he's a little wiser, a little older, more mature, and probably not homophobic or transphobic. However, I can't say the same about most YouTubers. They dumb down. They become too sucked up into the Joe Rogan of the world. They want to be Joe Rogan. And I don't know if you know this, Joe Rogan sucks. I get it, Joe Rogan, he's a comedian, he gives all the guests, he's a talk show host. He's not. It's very awkward watching Batman versus Superman and seeing Joe Rogan in the intro. But that's just the way it is. But you see, he gets like a Bernie and he gets Mr. Beast and he gets um, Corolla. He gets who cares? I don't fucking listen to that guy. He is not an expert. 
if I'm going to ask Joe Rogan anything, it's going to be like questions about things he has done. And it's going to be questions like, hey, Joe, what was it like on Fear Factor when you had to see somebody eat testicles? Do you know what Joe would like? When's the last time you've went to a Joe Rogan comedy thing? And then don't be like, oh, I watched Triggered on YouTube or whatever his fucking stand-up specials on. Because have you seen his stand-up? It's no different than his podcast. It is just that sort of, well, I don't get it. The women say this and I'm a guy and I do. It's hack. Joe's a hack. The reason Joe is effective is because I think he took a little too much DMT. His brain is stupid and he believes any of the bullshit you read to him. And then because he's still like a 12 year old, he asks questions like a 12 year old. He hasn't matured. He's almost 50. People listen to his shitty podcast. Why? Because he's just like you. He's just asking the questions. So if you're Joe Rogan, the expert in stand-up comedy, you hosted Fear Factor, who would know more about your fucking shows? You or me? That's the kind of bullshit we are dealing with in podcast land. Oh, wow, cool. Can't believe. Whoa, can't. Whoa, no, man. Hey, Jimmy, put on that video. Whoa, can't believe. Whoa, did you see? Trans people playing sports. Don't know if that's true or not, but I saw it on a YouTube video. Must be true. Oh, man, can't believe it. You know, I could just, you know, watch Captain Dissolution videos or I could just believe the fucking CGI bullshit I just saw about a fucking UFO showing up uh, at Santa Monica Pier. Oh, wow, shit. Can't believe that happened. There was a fucking volcano all of a sudden. Whoa, don't see that on the news. Why doesn't the news report the floor became lava all of a sudden? Can't believe it. Brick walls came out of nowhere. A flowing star logo showed up. And I was floating around in pipes. <clears throat> Must be true. Can't believe it. I took mushrooms and jumped on Goombas. Must be true. Oh wow, can't believe Jimmy load the video. Alright. So we're in this world where angry reviewing has moved on. There's not really that much, but they exist in the shittiest of ways because they have become vloggers for culture wars. And they don't say anything worthwhile. You basically, the way I, I see it is, you just say shitload of fuck instead of woke, and it's the same fucking shit. Now, I hate that. I think that's very lazy. But the way they say it, the way it's like, hey, you shitload of fuck, you go broke. That's the way it looks like. It, it, and none of it makes sense. And they flip on their own logic many ways. 
Ew. I don't want to see boobies because ugly women. I want to see hot women boobies. Free the boobies, but not those boobies. But also, if you don't like boobies, you're gay. But also, gay people shouldn't have rights. But also, I don't have problems with gay people. But also, I'm going to say slurs. Also, don't like gay people. Also, like, that's what happens. They follow no logic because they have no brain thought. They have no moral compass. They don't stand up for what they even believe in. And the reason they don't is because they know they don't. Some of them don't, obviously, but most of them are well aware they don't. Why? Because you just call them out on it once. Debate me, piece of shit. Because they didn't get the attention. Debate me, piece of shit. Go on my show. Hey, I'm going to own you with facts and logic. And no facts or logic. They just make shit up. Because why fucking give facts? No, no facts fucking matter on the internet. Everything's Wikipedia, and Wikipedia never lies, obviously. You could be a Jeopardy champion and still be called a dumbass. Why? Because you don't know this one TV show from the 80s that you weren't even born in. And neither does that guy. So... That's where I'm trying to get at here is boy, the Internet's mean. The Internet's broken and it's full of busted people who really want to make money off misery. And they really want to make money just off reactions. The biggest problem is, again, we are in that shit reaction culture we are in the consume vomit and consume the vomit hey i made this movie consume it vomit out your opinion then people chime in in the comment section and they make youtube videos and they make podcasts like what the fuck i've done and therefore they've consumed your vomit Why have a thought of the movie itself when I could watch somebody else? This is the part where you point out I'm a hypocrite because I did a whole lot of series where I reviewed video games by watching other YouTubers play video games. It's a segment we call third person gaming. I'm very well aware this is what consuming the vomit really is. See, I'm, I'm saying that mostly because I'm well aware of my own hypocrisies and also because unlike that, I'm trying to get a feel from other people's perspectives on the game rather than my own because sometimes these games are not games I would necessarily play. For instance, an RPG. I know there's a Final Fantasy 16 coming out that was planned for me to talk about in this episode, but I never got around to watching people play it this week because of situations beyond my control. Same reason I didn't watch the newest AEW Forbidden Door pay-per-view. So what the fuck do you do now? What do you do? Personally, I think give up. I think there's really nothing for me anymore in this internet life. Because you're now in a remix culture where you're memeing to memeing to memeing to memeing to do culture things 
But now at this point, all your, like if you listen to any sort of high school video out there, I'm not saying you should, I'm a grown ass adult. You shouldn't, but I did. The TikTok videos and the way that they speak, it's not like the joke of they're saying straight bussin' and all that that you you hear about. It literally is just meme, 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 reference, 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 reference. No, no sort of actual dialogue takes place. It literally is sort of like, you know how people respond with GIF images on Twitter? Imagine that, but YouTube videos and 4chan memes. And not like the old memes like these nuts and Shupa the Whoop. No, we're talking like, um, what, what would be it? Uh, uh, it would be something like, uh, where, what are those? Like, that's the oldest it gets. Or what are those? Followed by, like, a, I understand that reference. Followed by, uh, I fucking, uh, what, what was that? Michael Scott. Followed by uh, a line from Parks and Rec. Followed by a, um, I reject your reality and substitute my own because Mythbusters. Followed by, uh, the PewDiePie on the bridge. The internet's dumb. This podcast is just to remind people the internet is dumb. And every so often I think, why bother doing this podcast? I think the the Mr. Beast upset makes sense. You're valid points, but I think Jimmy is a business bullshitter. I think he's just doing what the sidemen do, and sidemen just rip off game shows. They just see YouTube videos of, like, Japanese game shows, and they go, Well, let's do that! There's no originality on the internet! And there isn't anymore! Everybody has to be a ripoff of a ripoff! Back in the day, I was called ripoff of Charlie Brooker, by the way. Probably should probably rip him off even more, shouldn't I? I already rip off the fucking screen wipe theme. Let's just fucking keep going. Anyway. Nothing's original anymore. And if there is, well, then you bet your ass someone's going to find that idea and then copy it. And then someone much bigger with much more subscribers is going to copy that. And then suddenly, is it cake challenges are going to be on Jake Paul's channel? Or nailed it challenges on fucking eater? Probably. I don't know. Probably a food channel. Binging with Babish is going to end up uh, Snack versus Chef season five. I hate it. I hate it all. So, 
there's no originality anymore. Everyone's copying everybody. The, the meme talk is all that people talk about. Get your uh, meme gallery. Get your... Um, get the raindrops. Get the evanescence. Get the uh, sad violin noise. Get the, oh, baby, I dribble. You get all that shit. Because that's apparently what people do these days in videos. Because that's what makes popular videos. You got to be popular because that's the only way to make the fucking sponsorship deals. And then you get the sponsorship deals so you could sell whatever bullshit, even if it's broken ass garbage. Who cares anymore? That's why game journalism is dead. That's why the internet is the shit it is these days. These people who are miserable, uh, complaining about pride, they're paid. They're paid by whatever is their fucking sponsorship, rather that's Turning Point USA, rather that is uh, fucking Breitbart.com, Daily Wire, it doesn't fucking matter. Then they get sponsorship deals. Infowars sells the fucking brain pills on you. Joe Rogan is selling fucking sand. He's selling sand. And they're brain pills. They're sand. You're not an alpha. There's no such thing as an alpha male. I wish the people on Grindr would shut up about that. When I hear I'm an alpha male looking for a sub, no you fucking aren't. You're a loser on a fucking dating app. You're, if anything, you're a beta cuck. You're gonna wanna watch someone fuck you, somebody in front of you cause you can jerk off. Fucking alpha. What, what, what makes you an alpha? Because you fucking do P90X? In 2023, you do the P90X? Oh, look at me. I work out. You can tell from my biceps, but I always skip fucking leg day. But I'm not going to bring that up in the fucking grinder profile. I'm an alpha male. Because, uh, uh fuck you. I'm a top dog. I want to fuck you. That's the kind of shit. I'm an alpha and I eat the alpha pills. Why? Because a fucking comedian who used to be on news radio told me. But I don't listen to people. I'm not a sheeple. But I listen to Joe Rogan. God. <laughs> oh. How sad. Anyway. As I was saying, um... The internet's really stupid. And unfortunately, it's going to keep going this way. Normally, there'd be some sort of optimism like, hey, we can fight bad. Blue Sky is good. But no. Eventually, Blue Sky might end up going public and have a lot of people show up. And then the same shit that happened with Twitter will happen to Blue Sky. It's only a matter of time. YouTube will continue being a shithole. It'll continue to curry favors of whoever is the 100,000 subscriber club over anybody else. And there's no sort of original ideas. There's no sort of copyright on your 
idea. So feel free to just bootleg everything. And then if somebody, uh, say, uploads the entirety of a movie or a TV show, specifically modern movies and TV shows, especially given today's YouTube landscape and landscape of Netflix and Paramount Plus and Max getting rid of all this shit, just tell everybody, no, it's my original idea. Do not steal. It's not Double Dare, it's called Physical Challenges. It's totally original idea, do not steal. Like I said, Mr. Beast is not original of his ideas either. His high and seek videos are just run for many, money. The Japanese game show Touch the Truck Challenges have been on the radio for the 50s. So none of his ideas are fucking original either. None of these Sidemen videos are None of these are... Oh, wow. The guy is playing Minecraft and talking over it? Whoa. Innovative stuff. Call me when there's a fucking reboot of Nightmare. Complete with, like, a VR helmet and then a guy going, Oh, nasty. And I mean a real fucking reboot. Not like a, we got a guy on a green screen and we made our own version that's kind of like it, but not really. No, a fucking actual reboot of Nightmare. Let me know if they need a Maze Master for the Crystal Maze YouTube channel, because apparently we all need a fucking YouTube channel. It's all horseshit. All of it. Anyway, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Secret Chef will start in a couple of days. Check that out. Looks like fun. Max, I'm going to leave you with something fun that I saw on, on the internet. So Max, The Ones to Watch, has HBO. The Ones to Watch. And I want to end talking about something I actually enjoy. Because obviously I was very negative this episode as is usually the case with most YouTube commentary. Uh, I watched... Uh, I watched it, and there was Crashbox. Crashbox is on Max, the ones to watch. And not a lot of people remember Crashbox because it's that obscure kind of HBO family show. But... I was actually very happy. I, I saw it. Now, none of you have seen Crashbox, most likely. None of you will probably want to watch Crashbox, do Frank. But I remember watching that back in 2002, two years after the show got canceled, but they aired in repeats on the HBO Family Channel. And it was such a delightful, delightful show. Essentially, it was a stop motion animation where there were puzzles and like it was like an animated show with puzzles being played out. So there were rebus puzzles, there were math questions, there was trivia, all of these sort of puzzly situations. And people would uh, and basically the idea was that you would watch and play along with them like, hey, here are four people telling a story. One is telling the truth. The other three are lying. Can you find out who is who? 
uh, all the way to like what's wrong with this picture or word finds and all sorts of great little puzzles. And it was presenting this great stop motion animation that was reminiscent of like James the Giant Peach mixed with like, um, I would say Leica. I would say a Leica animation situation. And it was beautiful and fun and probably very high budget knowing stop motion. And it, to me, that was the kind of show that I watched and it felt like, wow, a show like that can never be made now. And I hate saying that line of, they could never make this show these days. Because usually that's met with like the same upkeep as like blazing saddles. Because, oh God, political correctness. Am I but no. Also, it's not political correctness. It's because one of the head writers is fucking dead. And Mel Brooks is actually one of these kind of woke guys. You just never got the fucking joke of the movie. But seriously, Crash Box can never be made today. I think it's a mix of the budget, mixed with the puzzle, mixed with like, the idea was supposed to be, this was made for maybe like middle schoolers, like elementary up, uh, like like fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, where it's all these like brain teasers, like what comes next in this sequence or what animal am I thinking of or finish this riddle. And they were played out in these little mini animated bits that took like three to four minutes each. And I loved watching that show. And it rarely came on HBO Family for some reason. But when it did, I was thrilled to watch it. I'm glad it's on Max because I was watching a few episodes. It still holds up, at least to me, as this fun riddle show. But they cannot make that show again today because you can't. In the streaming world, Crashbox cannot work because it's like a bunch of mini episodes piled into one. And because the whole idea is, well, if you don't like the one riddle or you don't like this one game, the next game is in a minute. So just hold on. They can't even do that anymore because you got to keep the retention rate for all these YouTube videos. So a lot of like the appeal, at least to me, of what Crashbox worked cannot be duplicated today. In today's world, Crashbox, you don't like the puzzle, you just fast forward 20 seconds because that's how it goes. Additionally, it's all puzzles and that's cerebral and we're stupid morons. Again, stupid, stupid idiots. We don't want to deal with like word problems. We don't we watch Countdown. We don't know math. We can't do the digits in the New York Times. So what happens is we can't do that kind of show anymore. I can't see a world where that show can get rebooted and oh my God, look at all these great puzzles. It can't be done. So Rewatching it again in between episodes of Unwrapped with Mark Summers, uh, it, it brought a sense of joy to me that I haven't had in quite a while because it was that one childhood show that's like, this was my childhood. This is a childhood show. No one ever recalls this kind of show because HBO for kids, obviously. And 
I'm glad that it's archived on Max. It made me feel happy even for a few minutes. And plus, I aced all the fucking puzzles, and that made me feel smart as well. So if you want to feel smart, watch Crashbox on Max, the ones to watch. Uh, for me, that was the high point of the week, is Max having, like, Crashbox and having these weird, subtle shows. The fact that it's also the Discovery Plus channel, which means unwrapped reruns and Cutthroat Kitchen reruns are there, it, it, it's just sort of just, oh, good, I could just relive 2002 all over again. Now, you can't watch Iron Chef. Iron Chef reruns are on Peacock. Iron Chef America is, I believe, the ones, and I don't think that's on, I think that's on Netflix, but I'll have to double check. Anyway, uh, that is it for this week's episode. In conclusion, find things that make you feel smart and not bullshit podcasts by comedians and maybe lay low on social media because they want you to get angry for the retention rates. And also, movies can be good if you watch them. Games can be good if you watch them or play them. I forget. But one thing is for sure. I cannot get into Twitch anymore. I cannot get into gaming culture. I tried three times to play video games on the internet this last week. And I my brain is not into that. I tried and tried and tried. I just can't get involved. I don't have it in me to be a Hassan Piker and just go IRL and do weird shit. Plus, I don't have the money. Let's be real. So what the fuck? Like, what do, what do you do in this situation? For me, I just think give up. And folks, that is my message to you. If something feels too tough, and yes, you can call for help, you can ask for help, but my suggestion is to just give up. Because that's what I'm thinking of doing, just not bother anymore. So I'm retiring from streaming. Maybe YouTube as well, do not know. I don't even know if I want to do podcasts. I don't even know if I'm going to do writing. But I know what I don't want to do anymore. And I just think that's a good start. So that is going to be it. I don't think my talents are really fit for the internet, to be honest. And I also did not have an energy drink all day. So all that hyperactivity and screaming, that was just fueled anger. But it is getting late. It's 3 a.m. now, and I want to get some sleep. But I also want to give up. So, hey, if it's okay to give up, then so be it. I hope you can join me for giving up. We'll see how that goes when the time comes. I'll see you soon. This is Jordan Haas signing off. Good night. <laughs>